Hello and welcome to the knock-on KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Every week we're joined by Tom Crowley from Carl Rugby Club, James Blanchfield from Kilkenny and of course Paddy Brown from Tullow Rugby Club, the three local clubs I suppose in the KCLR area to keep an eye on how they're getting on in their respective leagues. Uh, we talk men's, women's, uh, juniors, or the, the senior teams I suppose are junior, but uh, uh, the underage teams as well, the youths, and of course, all besides club news and everything else. We're here every single week. You can get us on uh, any of your streaming platforms that you use, Spotify, Apple, all that sort of stuff, and you can watch it on YouTube if you want to see what we all look like and you're curious. Um, Paddy Brown joins us here uh, on the podcast this week. Paddy, how's it going? How are you, Stephen? How are you? Sure, not too bad. Uh, we're right in the thick of it now. There's Six Nations on. Uh, you know, the Towns Cup is up and running. The Leinster League is... We're, you know, we're heading towards the end of the Leinster League nearly in that. But uh, plenty still to talk about and everything like that. But beginning with Tullow, of course, uh, this week. And I suppose we have to start with the ladies first. Tom, huge weekend in Tullow at the weekend. Division One Cup or Division One League champions already. Yeah, there's a, there's there's loads to talk about this week, Stephen, and um, we'll, I'll come back to the, the the men first and second in a minute. And also, I would like to mention the the Carlos Sports Stars Award of Artolo is well represented. But really, the the highlight has to be the the women's victory in Mullingar last week to win the Division One League, and it was a fantastic achievement. They won Mullingar weren't bad at all. It was but they won on a score of sixty seven, and Mullingar did put it up to them. Um, for say, 20 minutes in that, but once Tullow got their noses ahead, they really scored some fantastic tries, and it was a, a really huge victory, and uh, the, the girls um, celebrated accordingly. The, the Cup starts in a couple of weeks, and they're back in Mullingar again in the first round of the Cup, the Paul Flood Cup, as it's called, so there, there are big ambitions to retain the Paul Flood Cup, uh, there will be a few big games along the way. I suppose Tullamore and, Mullen, and Barn Hall would be the, the, the main threats. Um, but they, they, they would be going for a three in a row. Uh, so they're, 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 they're fully intended to give, keep going and go all over that. They're training very well. There's 28. There was 28 girls topped out last Sunday up in Mullingar. And they gave most of them a run, which was fantastic. And, you know, that's coming from a situation uh, at the start of the season, at the end of, you know, where they were very short of players. But they got a whole lot of extra players and there's a lot of young players there, which does augur well for the future. And I'll come back and talk about the match itself a bit more in a moment. But uh, the exciting prospect is now that they are now into a round robin with the provincial, each of the four provincial winners go into a round robin, the same as the men to determine who goes up to AIL. So there's a, there's a prospect of possibly Tullo being a senior club uh, and that would be really a momentous achievement. And with the ambition that these girls have, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, so the, 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 that would be that would be a massive achievement and a huge step up and it would be interesting to see how they would fare against the big the big names and travelling the four provinces as well would be a challenge in itself but but something I think everyone in the club would would, would, would look forward to um, so the match as I said was 67 and um, they scored some wonderful tries um, I suppose the, the standout players there was, there was so many of them um, Alex O'Brien, I suppose, is the longest-standing player of Sean's sister, and Alex is uh, going as strong as ever. And it's her 16th season playing, and um, yeah. she scored two tries from the centre position. She's wearing the same number 12 jersey as Sean wore at the weekend as well. And um, 
uh, our joint captains are Catherine Dempsey and Grace Kelly. The two of those had outstanding games as well. And not to mention a whole lot of other girls there um, uh, who stood out, I'd say uh, Lisa O'Toole, Chloe Farrell, um, Aoife McGrath. I don't, I don't want to leave out anyone. Um, Lauren Faulkner was very good. Um, Orla Hanlon. There was a, there was a whole lot of standout players. Sarah Rennick at full back got a, a race of tries as well, and they were all really well worked tries with passing the length of the, the width of the field. Uh, so yeah, it was a it was it was it was a great achievement for the girls. And you know, the, the hard work in Tullow over the years with the ladies section is really paying off. We now now have two people, two girls, uh, on the on the Irish panel. Uh, Dan O'Brien has been on it since last year. And um, now Katie Corrigan, who has been ripping it up in the last few weeks with the Irish Wolfhounds, which is a, a Leinster Ulster selection, and now she's been called up to the to the full Irish panel for the Six Nations. And certainly the, the way she has been playing for the Wolfhounds, yeah. I'd say she's a good, a fair good chance of getting on the team. So that's a, a great achievement for two two local girls. And you know we have had provincial representation in the past. Alex O'Brien did did play for Connacht, as did. As did um, Nicola Callback, Hilary Griffin, and we had, of course, Keena Kira Curry, Cooney, who came to play in, in Carlisle. She got one of the Galway Coonies, and she played for Ireland, of course. So, like, it's um, it's 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 a really strong section, and they're they're going very well. And the, the underage are are going well. And Tom often talks about the Rhinos, and we have two two great underage teams in in association with Carlo, the and the the play under the banner of the Rhinos. Sorry, Stephen, I cut across you there. No, you're all right, Paddy. You're in full flow there. It's just saying it's incredible success, isn't it? Um, you know, it really is. It really is, and you know, it's you know, an international uh, and right down to the, to the, like you said, the rhinos. It's incredible. It really is, and I mean, I've often said, you know, and I'm involved in Tuller Rugby Club all my life, and since the, I think one of the most significant things Tuller ever did. Was, uh, was 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 starting up this the, the ladies section because they bring such a vibrance to the club. And there's more a lot of women on the committee now too, and they tend to be. <laughs> I often say that you know the women on the committee are doers. You know they're they're very they're they're great people to organise things. And there's a certain there's a great life to the club when you have both a men's and a women's section. I, I that's my experience anyway since that mm -hmm. section was started. I have to give credit to my own sister Cora, who probably was um, the founder of the of the ladies section and still is team manager. And she the the club did or the ladies section did on twice I'd say over the year nearly fade because of lack of numbers but she kept digging in there with a lot of support from uh, her colleagues and you know the, the fruits of the, of the labour is there to see a shout out to Paul Canavan too who plays with our first men and and, and is, is, is is the coach coach of the ladies team so he puts a lot of uh, effort into it too so yeah I mean it's uh, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful component of our club and the, the the possible excitement of going senior next year is really something to something to savor. Absolutely, I, Tom or uh, Paddy, I remember interviewing Cora back in oh probably two thousand six, two thousand seven. You know, this is when Sean O'Brien himself was a very young fella, and uh, you know he hadn't even broken into the Leinster team. He was only knocking around the academy at that time. But I remember talking to Cora about trying to build up ladies rugby and all that at the time, you know, and the plans and the ambitions for it. And it's just great to see it get to that level now that it's, you know, Division One champions, you know, Paul Flood, uh, Cup champions going for it again. And like you said, AIL rugby, it's uh, 
it's great to see it. And it doesn't happen, like we said, overnight either. There's a where a lot of work goes in in the background over the years. And I think oh, yeah. the Rhino is a, a great idea as well to bring the two clubs together, you know, to develop uh, those girls underage and get them up to that level. And now look who they're, they're looking at, the Alex O'Brien's and uh, the ladies on the Tullo uh, ladies team now. And they know that that's what's achievable at the end of it, you know. Yeah, no doubt about that, Stephen. You're 100% right. And uh, credit to all the people who kept it going over the years. And uh, do you know what? Um, there's a great support. I know it was a it was a league final and we went up to Mullingar expecting. Uh, but nonetheless, it was great to see a huge crowd up there on Sunday and a massive number stayed around for the presentation. And it was it was just just a great buzz. Uh, so long, long, long may that last, I, I'd say. And I say, I'll come back to the Sports Star Awards in a moment, but the, the, there was there's recognition there too. So, um, yeah, the, moving on to the men then, uh, Stephen, uh, our... First and seconds played up in up in Sea Point, and both had narrow losses. Uh, both certainly the first felt they could have won it. Um, sea Point are, are strong and they're up in second place. But uh, and we we the, the, the score was twenty seven twenty, so we did get a single bonus point, and we are um, we it, it does leave us uh, still in fourth place, six points ahead of Wicklow, and we've two matches left. So we are hoping to um, retain that fourth position for the end of the league. And I'll come back to the f- future matches we have in a moment. But the, the, the benefit of staying in fourth place, obviously you're safe from relegation. But also there's an All-Ireland Junior Cup between the top four teams in each of the, the Division One leagues in each of the provinces. So that's something we'd like to we'd be excited about playing in. So yeah, 27-20, um, there was... There was they had two players sent off and yellow cards, and we'd won. Sean O'Brien was 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 yellow carded for a. Uh, at this stage, Paul Canavan had gone off injured, and Sean went into out half, and he was taken on the ball, and he, the referee deemed that he that he high tackled uh, the guy. Um, Morris completely disagrees with that, and from my from where I was standing, he 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 took on the player hard, but he was carrying the ball, and it shouldn't have been a yellow card, and it certainly made a bit of a difference. Um, we. We 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 did get the score up to twenty seven. They were twelve nil up at the start, and we did get to twelve ten by half time with tries from Paul Canavan and Garrett Fitzgerald. Uh, but then uh, during the the, sh- the Sean O'Brien's yellow card, they 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 pulled ahead to twenty seven uh, uh, ten. I think it was the score of one says. But we got a couple of tries back and got to twenty seven twenty. And and uh, after that, and uh, certainly we'd be reasonably happy. It was a good game, a very good game, and a huge crowd there from Sea Point. So they're obviously on a bit of a high. They were leading the league for a long time, but they're gone back to second place now. Um, the seconds had a a very good game. They they won. The, the, I think it was about twenty seven twenty three. They lost, but it was a really top class game, and uh, I think it augurs well for our seconds. We 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 have a, a good young seconds team, and I think that they, they will. They should have a fair chance in 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 the cup. Hopefully, they won it last year, so they they, they, they we're we'll happy they were there going at the moment because in the earlier in the league last year we weren't getting out of seconds team, and we have all season this year and had a good few wins in the seconds league. So yeah, we're very happy with the, where the seconds are going. Um, so as I said there earlier, we'd be hoping to uh, retain our f- fourth place. We've two matches left. As you mentioned, there we're reaching the end of the leagues, and uh, we've no match this Saturday. But on on Saturday, the second of March, we are Gory at home. Uh, 
and we'd certainly be targeting that, hopefully, because our final match is away to Monkstown, who are the league leaders, and that certainly won't be easy. Uh, but we'd like to get a few points from those two games to, 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 to be safe in, in, in fourth position. So we're expecting a big crowd out in the Black Gates. We're having a pre-match reception on the 2nd of March against Gorey. And Gorey have improved. They had a very poor start to the league, but they have got a few extra players back that, the, that weren't available to them. And they, they they've got better results in the last few weeks. And so it, it, won't, be, it won't be easy. But anyway, that's that's what's what's up ahead for the, the seconds and the, the first and the seconds men. Uh, a lot of activity in the underage this this weekend. Our under our boys under 13s, 14s, 15s, or 16s and 18s all have quarter Leinster League quarterfinals uh, spread out over the weekend. And the rhinos, the under 14 rhinos and the under 18 rhinos, have also playing in a. In cup matches, um, Leinster cup matches. So it's a very busy weekend uh, on on the field of play for the under eight teams. Um, and finally, just to mention Stephen, um, a shout out to to our uh, award winners. Friday night is the uh, the Carlos Sports Stars Award awards, and um, Tolo are well represented. And I suppose it reflects the outstanding season we had last year. The overall club is getting an outstanding achievement award. Uh, award in recognition of the, the three cups we took home last year, which was the the Paul Flood Cup for the women, the Towns Cup. I should say four cups: the Seconds Cup and and Division One B in the league. So that certainly was a very momentous year for the club and has been recognised in the the Carlo Sports Star Star Awards. In conjunction with that, then there's two other awards: Adam Johnson, who had an outstanding season last year and uh, at the start of this year before getting a dislocated shoulder. Uh, it w- is taking the men's rugby award, uh, which is a great achievement for such a young man. He's only twenty-one, I think, and uh, he he also starred for the the, the Setu team with with Johnny Tobin uh, when they won their cup last year. So he's had a very busy year. Unfortunately, he's out for the last five or six weeks, but he's hoping to be back for 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 the for the, for the Pounds Cup, and he certainly we we certainly would need him back. Uh, on the the women's rugby side, then Dana O'Brien is getting the women's rugby award for the for the second year in a row, and due recognition of her getting breaking onto the national team and having some great games there. So a, a great achievement for her, and we're delighted with her progress. And as I said earlier, she's now being joined on the national the women's national panel by Katie Corrigan, another homegrown product in the club. So yeah, it's a it's a great time for us all, and we're very pleased with all to report and all of that. So that's it, Stephen. Good stuff, Paddy. Thanks a million for that. It's a great update from Tolo. Things going well there so far. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that's brilliant. Congratulations to the women as well. Um, Division 1 Cup champions. And of course, uh, big couple of weeks ahead with their uh, round robin for the AIL and uh, the Paul Flood Cup, as you said, returning as well. Paddy, thanks for that. Um, we'll be joined by Tom Crowley and James Mansfield as well from Carlo and Kilkenny Rugby Clubs, respectively. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first, lads, James or Tom. You want to fight amongst yourselves Doesn't there? <laughs> James. Oh, sorry, was Tom going to jump there? Was he? <laughs> All the one. Go for it. Usually, usually, usually jump in anyway. Stop Tom talking anyway. So. <laughs> Before he gets going. Um, <laughs> we had a. We had a. I suppose last weekend it was a, a disappointing weekend all round for first seconds and ladies teams in the club. Um, as you were aware, there from the from, from our own WhatsApp group, we were we we were absolutely from our first and seconds. We were 
we were on bare bones last weekend, which kind of so a very unusual team selection of um, second row Wes Carter being picked to play out half for the firsts. Um, but our seconds have haven't had a very strong season all along and all, all along and have been in league league contention really. Um, succumbed to a tie the previous week in what what ended up being a one a one sided affair against the tie. Um, played over Kilkenny College, but the lads stayed in that game until the final ten or fifteen minutes when a tie just kind of drifted away from them and kind of I think it, I think it ended up probably twenty five points to ten in the end. But um, the first went down that that week to a very good, very well drilled um, a tie team, and I kind of have to say about a tie is they beat us, they beat us well on the day. We did play poor, but. Tom and I spoke the week before about the quality of the Atai half-backs and I have to say they were the difference. You know, the, the scrum half gave Greg Miller just so much time on the ball to do what he wanted and I think it was one of the keys for me and a few of the guys were speaking after the Atai match. It just goes to show the importance of relationships on the pitch, particularly in a 10. It was like as if the nine always knew where Miller was going to be and what he wanted to do and where he... And, and and where he was going to put the ball and it was kind of like vice versa as well so look at the word of difference and they are probably now I think in a very strong position in the league um, Carlo will have a lot to say about that over the next couple of weeks as well of course um, but last weekend as I said at the beginning it was a difficult weekend for the club in terms of results the, um, the seconds were well beaten by Boyne which was kind of a surprise but it was a kind of a, a result of where they were with injuries last week. I think between first and seconds, we were missing close to 11 or 12 players, which is difficult. Um, but look, at they're probably going to look at a, a good cup run now with the seconds, now that the league is probably out of their reach. First, as I said, Wes, Wes Carter played out half, and I have to say he was absolutely super there. It was an absolute bizarre game of rugby. Um, bizarre in the sense that we were 21-0 down after 11 minutes and conceded three relatively soft tries, three tries from all I can describe of is crazy kicks from ourselves, gift and position, our possession and position back to Boyne, where essentially just went the length of the pitch and scored from them. So we kind of gave ourselves a very bad boost from the beginning of the game. But from there, then we just started to get a foothold in the game and... Uh, we got ourselves back into it to get the half-time score. I think it was twenty-one points to twenty-one points to twelve, and uh, we kicked on from there. But Boyne went out and got the first score in the second half, about five minutes into the half, and that was the final score. It got to a stage in the last 10-15 minutes where we did everything but score. We got ourselves our fourth our fourth try bonus point. Um, in the final play of the game, we got a try to get us over the line within nine points, but we missed we missed the conversion, um, which was a difficult conversion that was out wide. But rewinding back from that, we probably had four opportunities in the second half where we could have actually snatched the draw, or even better, we could have actually taken the game. There was knock-ons over the line, there was passes made going for the line where they shouldn't have been made. Um, but look at how whenever I think the result against a tie the week before really put us out of contention to win the league. And I think, as I said, kind of on our group last week, that 
a loss for us last Saturday really kind of forms that it's going to be in a tie Carlo one and two or in the league, whichever whichever the sequence is, still needs to be bottomed out. But um for us now, it kind of just kind of gives us an opportunity in the league to go back to the drawing board, give a few guys another rattle, give a few younger guys a shot at it and start building for the cup uh, and kind of see what happens with that, you know. The, the ladies lost again. They lost to the Southeast Lions in a, in a well-contested game inside Fugstown. But, you know, um, they're a young side, uh, our, our girls' team, and they have a little bit of work to do but you know, as I always, always say, and Johnny Tobin always said, there's no, there's no learnings in winning. You only learn from losing. So um, you'd hope that they can just start taking the learnings from games now and start building for next season and a good cup run. That's you up to date. That's me up to date. I, 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 I apologise for the how how sparse it is. I got stuck in traffic on the way home from work and I didn't get a chance to put on my notes together. So. Not to worry at all, James. Great stuff. Thanks for the updates. Tom, uh, you were out last weekend. You beat Dundalk as well. Happy? Yeah, very happy because we got two wins the previous week. and know we weren't on last week. We got two good wins against Longford, um, J1s and J2s. Um, both sides played really well. Uh, this week, we took our last weekend, we took on Dundalk. Uh, start with the second. Second. Um, Seconds had a good win. They um, started off and it was dodgy enough because Dundalk got stuck into them and got a, got early early scores. But um, it's a good second side. They came back and they ended up they ended up winning it very well. Uh, man of a match performance by Anto Kelly has just come back playing rugby this year after about after about ten years missing. Um, he's playing second row, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal at the moment. Um, some. Uh, We've kind of been chopping and changing over the last couple of weeks with the seconds because uh, I'm trying to figure out what as the league has gone well out of well out of contention, but we want to keep winning anyway. But we've made uh, a, a lot of switches and changes because trying to develop, figure out what side we're actually going to have for the cup. We're probably in a lucky position that um, we have about between around forty training at the moment, forty to fifty training. <laughs> it's mad. Um, so it's trying to figure out what team we'll have. Um, and then um, we're looking to build the J3s as well for the J3 Cup. So it's been, but they had a really, really good win. They're playing a lot of young fellas on it. And then the couple of old heads, which they were missing earlier on in the season, and probably was the result. Like we went down to Kilkenny and we were like headless chickens down there and got our asses handed to us. And that really turned the league, turned the league from, from the second's point of view. Just missing that leadership on the field. Their captain Dave Keppel was out for was out for a number of weeks with an injury. With um, he had a broken eye socket, so he was missing for a long time. And like they just needed uh, people like Dave on the pitch to to keep these young lads in track because uh, kind of when things go down or things go wrong, it just needs an old head to switch it around. But uh, no, look, happy, very happy. The seconds at the moment, they're um, flying, and as I said, there's. There's a lot of lads have come back playing this season, which is brilliant. Um, uh, it's, it, like a lot of lads that would have played under 18s and haven't really played since have come back, and uh, we're delighted. They're just enjoying. Look, many things the lads are enjoying it. So, as I say, they'll check on now. There's two more games left in the league to figure out their cup sides whenever 
Uh, I get that right in the first round of the cup. I think we were playing Nace Thirds, I think, in the first round of the cup, so blame for that. Um, yeah, J ones we had a really, really good win all over Dundalk. Um, geez, it was a tough match. It was, um, I, know, I noticed the score in the end might not, might not kind of give an idea to what, what it was actually like, but Jesus, it, it really was a, a tough physical game. Dundalk really, really took it to us. Um, from the first from the first minute onwards, um, they're, they're heavy enough pack, decent, and their backs are decent enough. They're probably better, like they're probably better side than than the, some of the results that they've got. Like we had, they they held us to a draw. We got a lucky to get out, lucky to get the draw up there. Um, probably we missed out on on a point. We didn't have a particularly wonderful game up there, but they're a strong physical 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 side like some of the hits that went in on on um on on saturday were absolutely absolutely ridiculous um but the, the key thing is is was to get the win um players again dave dave mcdermott was outstanding in the center um just phenomenal um ian axon beside him is is really is, has really really turned it on this season um, you know he's he's been lucky to. We're lucky to have him. He's played. He was playing, been playing football, and uh, he came back in was last season and had played a bit with the seconds. And this season, like he, he's put the effort into into playing J ones and uh, has been playing really really well in the centre for us. Johnny Murphy again at number eight. So so strong going forward, but our hooker Evan Garden. This week was just beyond belief. His hands, like an absolute man of the match performance. With this, Evan is like funny character in a sense that, you know, he he just potters along. There's no match, you know, never having down as the big star or anything like that. But it did last last weekend. He was just outstanding. He like his darts were on point. His play around the field, his offloads, he gets into shape into the shape really really well. Um. Have to say hats off to him. He's really playing very, very well this season. Uh, Richie again had a, a decent game at full back. Um, right across the board, like from the, the, the subs coming on had a huge impact. Um, Connor Tracy and Owen Edgehill, Paddy Mackey, and those just just coming off the bench and um, even like Ben didn't even start this. Ben Crowder didn't start this week. He's because uh, he had a college game and that and. Um, he had missed last weekend, so we had those players coming off the bench, which is which is phenomenal at this stage of the season. Um, on touch wood, we kind of stayed reasonably, reasonably injury free. There's a few worries before the game. Um, we lost Tyke Tyke Ronan, um, before the game, and we had um, Benny came down from the set, came off after half the game, the seconds came down, subbed on, on the bench as well. So, we have to say, hats off to them all. It's put us, we got the bonus point. We got the bonus point win, and that's huge. It leaves us one point behind the tie. Look, our all we can do now is just go out and try and play Kilkenny, which is always going to be a, a big derby. Um, that's never an easy a, an easy game. Um, so that's in two weeks' time. No, we, no match this weekend, as Paddy said. But um, two phenomenal games coming up with Kilkenny at home, two weeks followed by Kildara. Um, we need to get some sort of points out of those to to stay in the hunt. A tie have um, 
Dave Dundalk and uh, what was the other one they have? Uh, Dundalk and Kildare. No, it's not Kildare. Dundalk and Delisal. Sorry. They've Delisal away next week. They've Delisal away in their game and they finished off with Dundalk at home. So, like, they have two tough two tough games coming up. So, it's, it's, we're all in the hunt for it. Um, to be honest, we just want to try and, try and go up if we can. Um, first or second position, it doesn't. It's not a, a thing. But we need to. We need to move on. Um, we've been kind of floating around in in Division One B for a long time. So it's just if we don't, it's it's one of those divisions very hard to get out of. And Paddy knows, like you got out, you, you played really well last season and uh, did everything to get to get out. But it's not an easy. It's, it's a terrible hard group to get out of, you know. And it's not going to be any easier next year with. Because teams come, Mullingar's come up, will, will definitely, Mullingar be back up. The likes of Bynum and those will regroup. Um, Dundalk will regroup. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fight off at the bottom then for if Delisal, if it is Delisal, they should win that, will not play off. But like, then it's not going to be any easier. It's going, just going to, it's just going to be as tough next year, if not tougher. So, Look, it's an opportunity. Yeah, Ashburn, Ashburn will hardly be coming down and they, they won't be simple either. No. No, no. That's what I'm saying. But like, it's not. Like, we've all been through that. We're in that process. Now, it's a long time since we've been up in one day. We've been building. We're trying to rebuild after a carnage. So, um, like, we're, we're happy where the club is at the moment. So, it's, it's just, there's a really good atmosphere. Um, the players are just going out and playing the game. There's no, we're not putting ourselves under too much pressure. Probably, they said the Towns Cup game was the only game this year we really kind of don't know what went. It was like, like the weight of the world was on everybody's shoulders coming down for the first game. They swear it was a Towns Cup final. just, but that's the only game this season once they've got into a rhythm that it's, it's, you know, you go out and you play the game. And if you get the results, you get the result. It, there's not, uh, there's not the, there's not stress. There's a, a belief that they just, if they play the game, there's a fair chance they can win, you know. They believe they can win if they play well. You know, if we lose a game, it's it's not that we have the ability. It's just you don't play, you know, you have a poor day. So um, the stress is kind of not there that was there before. Um, and the lads are enjoying it. And there's a good good atmosphere around, good atmosphere around the club at the moment. Um, so it's, look, we're looking forward to the rest, of, the rest of the season. As I say, like we've two big games coming up. And... Uh, after that, then you know we're hitting the we're hitting the Towns Cup game, and if we hit second place, we have to go straight to a playoff after that Towns Cup game, and then back to another Towns Cup game if we get through the first one, the second round. So, like our season is just flat to the board if 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 we if we have any any success in the next two games. So, look, happy youths, go back on the youths. Uh, as I like James, I was rushing around, so uh, I know the youths had a decent results last weekend. Uh, I know the four, the fifteens had a good win in Uras, and they played actually did play the Kenny um, under fifteens in the cup on Tuesday. Was it Wednesday night? Sorry, in the club, and uh, this is a team that I have to give a mention to Eddie Barron and and Timmy O'Donoghue because that team at the end of last season, coming towards the end of last season, uh, had approached us and said that they didn't think they'd have to they'd have to fold the season and would they be able to join in the sixteen because um, they had the numbers. But whatever they're after doing over the summer with the recruitment and obviously the way they have 
built in uh, their training and uh, the lads must be enjoying it because I think the 23 or 24 lads train at the moment they're in the lower division they're in division, they're in division one but they played Kilkenny in a premier team and I thought it was going to be a whitewash there was three three tries bang 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 and uh, from Kilkenny and I said they're an outstanding uh, under 15 team I saw them in under 14s last year class act and uh but the game finished up, I think it was 24-7 or 27-7 or 5, sorry, 24-5 I think it finished up. So I have to say hats off to the lads. They're really, really putting in the effort this year and I uh, just want to wish them the best of luck with the rest of the season. The girls were out, uh, the 18 girls were out. It's uh, actually the place on tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock over in the Black Gates. So I have an early start an er, I have to get an early start tomorrow Uh with the game but and uh the 16s then are playing they're playing Arclough. Um I think that's in the, the semi final of the league if I'm right or cup. So I wish them the best of luck they're flying. They're uh, really really pushing the boat out this year. Um 14s I haven't seen a whole lot of petty so <laughs> but I know that I know the 60 I know that 16s team well and they're they're um there was an awful lot of talent and an awful lot of talent on that team. And at the eighteens. We we're just kinda of harder to put the eighteens team together. But the girls, I have to say in fairness, the girls turned out in numbers this week for training on Tuesday night and or, or Monday night and Thursday night. Um so a big thanks to the parents and the and the girls for coming and making the effort to come out because we have been kind of struggling because a lot of that team are doing their leaving sort, but there are plenty of talent there for the club anyway later on. It's and soft. that is that is all from Carlock. <laughs> so, and had there Paddy or James? No, I was kind of. I was actually thinking, like listening to what Tom was saying about one A and getting up to one A and youth rugby and kind of the importance of youth rugby. And I suppose Paddy, that you're up there, you're you're probably seeing it. But I, I have a bit of a bugbear with one A actually. To be honest with you, I think like if you look around one A, there's clubs that rely on their youth system to get players through to their first team. But there's clubs up there, I would say, in 1A, who have players on their first team that never even saw youth's jersey for their clubs. <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I was shocked, James, to hear lately the kind of money that's been it's available to some of the Dublin clubs and that they are paying players. And the, the top four teams in the division are now Dublin clubs, which is uh, a pity we'd like to break through that particular glass ceiling. But we certainly can't afford to pay players and we're not paying players. But... You know, uh, when you hear that happening, it's it it does. Uh, and so I agree with you there, James. The other problem we had was we had before was playing playing on Saturdays, uh, and the last time we went up, uh, we we terrible attendances. This time around, I think people are more used to getting more used to it, and the crowds the crowds are better, and the players certainly prefer playing on the Saturday. It means they can go out on the Saturday night. But um, yeah, I, the. It's it's a hard run to crack that, and, and the four Dublin clubs in the four top places is, you know, it's it's, it's probably not great for for provincial rugby. Not great for provincial rugby. And the reason I'm saying it is, I was actually speaking to someone who was at our match last weekend, who was at was the the game between one of the top two of the top four teams in the league last weekend, and he reckons conservatively it probably cost about ten grand to play the game, you know. And I I I, I don't want to be controversial on this or anything, but I just think it's making a mockery out of what what amateur rugby is supposed to be about. And when you go around the province and you look at all this, I would classify it as 
bullshit from the ground up and all this kind of stuff. Why do clubs bother? Clubs like ourselves bother trying to produce players. And Tom, you said it on the very first podcast that we have. Who are we actually producing players for? Like when you have a good young fella or a good young player and a club is just coming who has the power to throw money at them to take them away from you. I just, I, 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 I'm having a major issue and I actually believe the branch or the IRFU have to do something about it to make 1B a more sustainable league because we're going to have that yo-yo effect where teams are coming up. Gory competed in it last year and fair play to them. And I think that might have been down to a lot of their hard work. But I think there's more work needed by the IRFU and certainly by, Len, by, by the Leinster branch. And I'm not saying anything wrong against anyone here or implicating my own club in it. It's only my own opinion. But I think more has to be done to put control and put manners on this because it's going to make it very hard for, for, for teams, as you said, Paddy, that doesn't have the money or like ourselves, we probably have, we're probably doing well as a club. But we have, we have um, a policy of not paying players. And I think it's just making it very difficult for, how would I say, the provincial clubs to compete in 1B or 1A. Um, I'll probably get in trouble for this now from someone somewhere. Well, you won't, well, you won't because it's it's true. People know it. It's not like... It's all hearsay that we know. Is like, But it's, there's players playing that, as you, as you say, haven't set foot in the club in their, yeah. in their youths. Now, I know a lot of them are schools players, but it's... In the in Dublin, they like they don't have. They're I know that a lot of them go. To, a lot of them go to schools, but then an awful lot of give up when they finish school. Yeah. You know, and it's the same, especially with the women's, because you've railway there who don't have youth and are just making an effort now to put a couple of girls together to join other to to bind up with another club. Yeah, uh, they have a girls' youth system because they think they've been told um, that they can't keep doing what they have been doing over the last couple of years. Um, just building a team and bringing and bringing players in to be the the best team, like it, it's just it's not fair on it's not fair on the likes of of us who are struggling to get you know we have to go out there we have to promote the game you've got to get a, a girl or boy in at seven or eight years of age and you've got to have coaches you've got to look after them you've got to bring them all the way through they come to eighteen. And then they're, if they're any good, they're told they can't play with you. They have to play in in a Dublin side or they have to play in a Belvedere or a Blackrock or one of these teams. If you have an 18, any 18-year-old that's anyway decent is heading to Leinster or whatever, is is not allowed. If they're still in the under 18 or 19, if they're under 19s, um, if they're under 19s Leinster, they're not playing, they can't play in our club. It's an interesting one, Tom, from a slightly aside to that, but it's the same vein of what both of you are talking about. If our women do succeed and go senior, uh, will we get our players back who are now playing in Dublin because they want, they're want they playing senior and they have to they want to play, play representative rugby? So I mentioned Dan O'Brien and Katie Corcoran earlier, and there's two other girls from the from from, from Tulloch playing in Dublin, playing senior, so... If, if we did go senior, we'd love to get those four back, but we probably couldn't afford to pay them. So, uh, you know, it's, that'll be an interesting challenge next year if we do succeed in going senior. Yeah, well, you see, we, you, you go senior, you still have to, you're now going to have to field two teams. You have to pay for the buses and all that. and I get, They have to do all the travelling that's going around the country. And we don't have the money. No. As you say, if you don't get those players back, you're going to struggle without those. Yeah. 
to survive yeah. because AIL women's rugby is two set is two divisions, top four and bottom four. Yeah. The top four hammer the guts out of the bottom four every single year. The bottom team yeah. often gets beaten by a hundred points by the team on the top, which is the most ridiculous league I've ever heard in my life. Because if it was ad- if it was men's rugby and anywhere in any other province or anywhere else, any other country, there's no way a team would be allowed to continue playing in that league, getting hammered by a hundred points. Like that's just a joke. It makes it, it makes a mockery of, and it's not fair on those girls who are who are doing their best to play for it. And probably the lower clubs are the clubs that actually have youth and have brought through the girls. The top four again, look at where the money is. Yeah, and you know it's. It's ridiculous. Like every t- every girls team we play from Dublin is combined of of at least three clubs. There's very few are out on their own. Barn Hall is the nearest thing to Dublin that has um has their have their own lady setup and a very good um underage setup. The rest of the Dublin side, if you head into Dublin, none of them have an individual. I don't think there's one have an individual girls team. Like we're playing at the weekend. Uh, played last week again. I think we played Cool Mine, De La Salle, and Setonians. Then you had, and I think St Mary's could be in on that. Like, and there's more of them. There's Black, there's Belvedere. These are all the top senior clubs. You have Belvedere, Terenure, and someone else are joined together to form another team. Like that's three AIL. Well, there's those two clubs are AIL Division One clubs, and they can't produce girls. Yeah. And the girls, there's no schools rugby with girls, so they can't use that as an excuse. There is no schools rugby for girls. It's not the same. You can play, you can play in your school, and you can play in your club. So there's no issue. Yeah, I think I, I just think. Look, I think I, there's so much good happening in Irish rugby at the moment. It's just something that's really bothering me at the moment. The whole thing that's happening in, in, in amateur rugby. I remember Willie Duggan years ago. Willie wasn't a man afraid to speak his mind on things, as we all know. But Willie actually said that professionalism is going to ruin the game. And he's right. It's, it is. And I just go back to men's rugby. I believe that the top try scorer in All-Ireland League Division 1 rugby is back playing last season, is back playing Leinster League Division 1A. <laughs> Something's not right there, is it? That he drops how many? One, two, four, five position, divisions down. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Madness. It's madness. But look at we just do as we'll do as we do. But look at I would hope that you were talking about the, the the women's AIL there. Like I mean, there was a big song and dance last week around UL Bows and Setonians being called off in the AIL, and you know I don't see anything from anyone about it. I would say if that was Kilkenny versus Carlo, there'd be nothing about it. But as you say, Tom, it's because of the one of the big four in women's AIL rugby. There was a big song and dance about it. The UL Bows were to have a game against the Tonians. The Tonians couldn't feel the team, so it was called off. If that was instead, if that was Kilkenny Carlo or Tullo Carlo, Kilkenny Gorey, it'd just be a scratch put down through it and saying a uh, fi- fixture conceded by X, Y, and Z. Something wrong. Yeah. Anyway, James, look on the bright side. You've all your Munster men lining out for Ireland tomorrow, so look on the bright side. Point that Zebo's not in, lads. <laughs> what, what are you taking, James? What are you on? The little flick of the heel. Well, I think you know it's actually. I know, obviously, that's tongue in cheek. I think it's a good team as early can pick. Delighted to see um, Yali Yeager in. I think it's a good progress. 
could be. 28 years of age, a tank of a man, just what we need coming behind Terry Furlong, you know. Hey, and then, he's right to try it. It's no, and it's no reflection on Finley Balaam, who was having an outstanding season. But like, he's right to 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 try him out, and it's great to see it. I agree with you. Like Tom O'Toole now is after absolute. having like absolute brilliant seasons. Tom O'Toole could find himself tomorrow as four choice tight head for Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Keep <laughs> a position. And front rows is an area where we always struggle to, to compete internationally, but it's great. How long ago is it since we got absolutely pushed around to Wickenham on Paddy's day? Remember, it was the most embarrassing. No, yeah. Now look Jeez, where we are. Uh, well, you, yeah. you have bigger men in there now. Joe McCarthy's a big, 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 big ass. Oh. He, he's one strong war. Yeah. He is. <laughs> you know what? I love is it your censorship on this program, Stephen, is there? You should be, be apologising to our listeners now for having to tolerate that kind of language, you know. <laughs> I remember two years ago, I answered Kenny, and Stephen told me after that I had a H-O-R-N for Joe McCarthy. Because it's absolutely brilliant. And Christ, lads, he's proven to be as good as, his, as the hype was, you know. Yeah. Well, it's nice. Look, we always... We've always had one, and now we have another, we have another bull back in the second row. They just need that absolute power, and that's what he is. He's a yeah. he's. Do you know it's just good to have someone raw like that? You know, it's just hungry, get out and does his job. There's nothing particularly fancy about him, but he just does that job. He's hungry and does that job. You know, it's great, absolutely fantastic to see. Brian O'Driscoll gave a great compliment to Sean O'Brien lately because he was talking about the enforcer that Joe McCarthy is. And he says that, you know, we had Brad Thorne and we had um, Rocky Elsom and all those guys, but we didn't have a homegrown enforcer uh, until now since the days of Sean O'Brien. So it was a, it was a lovely compliment to Sean O'Brien, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Sean would have been very similar. Like, it's, it's just so honest. Like, Sean, mm-hmm. had, his young, Sean had his young fella. Exactly. Well, he still he hasn't changed much. <laughs> it might be raw now. <laughs> I know, I'll just say, like, Sean just had that strength, phys- phys- he had real physicality when he came into the Leinster scene, and then when he yeah. came on to Ireland as well. Like, just, but that's what you need. You need physicality. Um, Tig Byrne is there, like, Tig is, Tig is uh, you know, the, very similar in a sense. Just that you need that physical presence on the, on the field, you know, you can have, you, you do need all the skills that we, the rest of them with the skills that they have. There's some, I mean, Dan Sheen and those just have phenomenal hands. They're like, you know, they are like they are like another set of backs. You know, wing yeah. wing forwards now are almost like centres. They're the skills that they have. So it, it's it's but you do need you do need that little enforcer, as you say, Paddy, in the in the pack. And it's nice to see a young fella taking on that mantle. You know, that's what big part going forward. Stephen, you have a big night, buddy. Yeah, no, yeah, back on the road again. <laughs> Couple bottom lass, you've made the, the big, you've made the big time. <laughs> the carry these jokes over now in a minute. <laughs> That's only one part of a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is from our listeners who don't realise that I didn't even realise that Stephen is in the band. Plays the oh, a man of many talents. Yeah, and this and I actually listen. You can get us. You may stick up your link sometime for the public <laughs> to hear it. 
Take it easy. See you, lads.